Hello, welcome back to Out of Our Heads, a comics and pop culture podcast from the minds of Joe Bortner and the winner of this year's American Ninja Warrior competition, Nick Protopapas. Nick, what do you have to say for yourself? Oh, um, I'm just uh, really hyped to, uh, to have been given this chance and am ready to now go into the real world where I will be a professional Ninja Warrior. Oh, sweet. Sort of a, a international Ninja Warrior? Uh, yeah, I would say, I would say so. Yeah. International. Mm -hmm. Is that allowed with the, I think so. I think once you graduate from being an American ninja warrior, then you, you sort of, you know, you go to law school for a bit and then you become an international ninja warrior. Mm, Could be, could be. I, I, I think that's a good one. Um, the best of the best, the inevitable sequel. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, it's not really a competition at that point. It's just like sort of, you go around, uh, doing your your ninja warriorly duties, um, mm-hmm. and th- that sort of helps people uh, because you know you're you're doing your parkour, you're jumping on buildings. People look and that's up and people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They they could the be joint. in New York, they could be in in Beirut, they could be in London, uh, and they'd look up and there you are hopping along on buildings. Yeah, I think that would bring a lot of joy to people and really help them. That's you're right. Um, mm-hmm. I forgot the true meaning of what it was to be an American Ninja Warrior. So thank you for putting me on the path, the correct path. Yeah, of course. Anytime. Nick, do you have a, do you have a thing for me today? Yes, Joe. Um, this week was a little unusual, but I read the book The Odyssey. Uh, I guess a tra- translation of it um, from 1995, I think. Uh, it's kind of the most popular one. Mm-hmm. If you've seen it on bookshelves, you've probably seen this one. Obviously, it's a translation, but I get the general gist of it. Obviously, the Odyssey was, you know, an epic poem, one of the oldest pieces of text out there. You know, it was just, you know, you have to look at it that way when you're thinking about it. And I tried to, um, but I also got a little bit of genuine enjoyment out of it, if that makes sense. Um, Like, there obviously is a lot of moments where you're like, oh, that's like this movie or something. Like, oh, that's where that sort of storytelling idea comes from. But there's also like, you know, I'd say in the chapters, because the book's actually arranged in a really weird way, which is pretty interesting, but it starts closer to the end and has perspective on his son for a while and his family. And then he is, it flashes to him, but he's just telling the story, all the classic ones, you know, the Cyclops and the, the Rams and the, the Sirens. He's just telling those stories to someone else. So it's like a flashback in the book and it doesn't actually last that long, which is another crazy thing. Um, so it's, it's arranged in a weird way, and it's not exactly the adventure that I was thinking of. Like, it wasn't just like adventure all the every every chapter, you know, for 20 chapters. A lot of it is actually him back at home, but pretending to be someone else um, because he doesn't want his wife to know. It's it's really strange. He wants to, like, put revenge on everyone, everyone who's ever hit on her while he was gone. And that <laughs> takes, like, maybe 10 chapters, like half the book to do that. Um, but mm-hmm. it's kind of so there's chapters that are like not weird and they're sort of exactly what you expect that are very exciting and then there's like a bunch of other stuff where you're kind of like or at least i was like this is not what i was expecting like this is not the book i was preparing to read um but you know it, it becomes interesting once you once you accept it for that and start thinking about it that way because there's there's a lot of interesting themes and you, you get i think a really good sense of the culture at the time in just like the way that like mm-hmm. people interact with each other and you know especially on uh naval you know situations things like that and just the relationships that were important how how people were viewed 
And, you know, we've learned, you know, you always learn stuff like this in sort of, you know, bullet points, but to, to read something that was like, you know, from that time, it's, it, it really puts it in perspective. Um, and so that was a really good aspect. And, you know, when you, when you get to the core of it, it's a lot about, um, you know, fam family relationships and like, you know, what those should be like and what, what, what relationships in life are most important. Um, so especially with him and his wife, because, you know, she stays, she, you know, might presume he's dead after like however many years, 10 years or whatever. So, but she stays, she stays faithful to him the whole time. And he, you know, well, actually he doesn't do anything. He just, he sleeps with other women throughout the book, but <laughs> he comes home, I guess. Um, you get that relationship. And then there's also a constant theme of, of fathers and sons and his, his father is in the book and his son is in the book in a big way. Um, and they sort of mirror him. Um, yeah. So it, it's just, it's kind of like, it, it's just kind of pointing out the importance of like, what was important in life, you know, like, yes, friends, yes, you know, you know, religion to some extent, and yes, like your wife, but like also like the most important, <laughs> no, the most important at the end is like, is sort of just like, you know, a father and a son and living up to the expectation of your society, of your, of your lineage. It's kind of weird, but that's kind of where it ends. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't know, I, I found that some of the ideas in it were interesting. It was sort of like a mixed bag. Like I would read and I'd be like, this is kind of boring. And I'd be like, but that's an interesting idea. Or like, that's a cool story trope. So it, it was kind of fun for some things. I'm not sure that I would recommend it to most people or anything, but if you're just kind of like looking for, you know, maybe, maybe if you're doing your own work, maybe like cool ideas sort of not in the normal storytelling way of thinking, this would be a good place to find them, I guess. <laughs> that's um, that's pretty cool. I think that the Odyssey is uh, one of those stories, sort of like, this is like much more recent, but the Christmas Carol uh, is a story that everybody knows because it's so prominent uh, in our culture. And I, I think in that way, the Odyssey has also been parodied and its tropes, like you said, are obviously present in in so much western storytelling you know and uh, i i think it's really cool that you went back to read the original work which is definitely not something i've done uh yeah it's part of a new thing i'm doing trying to read i also read the epic of gilgamesh recently huh it's okay <laughs> uh, i don't have much to say about that one which is why i didn't talk about it um yeah do you have anything for me mm -hmm. this week uh, I do. Um, Nick, I actually have a question for you. Oh, that's unconventional. Uh, yeah. What, uh, what do you think happens when two men accidentally jizz in the same toilet and get struck by lightning? Um, I, is there a right answer? I feel like I missed, missed some science class. Notes. There, there is a scientific, there is a scientific right answer. I'm oh. sorry. Okay. So wait, what's happened? Does the jizz collide? before the toilet like <laughs> mid fall or no 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 the the jizzing happens at separate time what? moments in time oh i see oh so it's but sort of like a petri dish i thought it was all like at one at yeah. one exact moment hmm. i think it would have to be all at one exact moment for something magical to happen uh yeah it creates a biological child yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> is, is... <laughs> Is uh, that when it's at the same time, or is that also when it's at 
at separate times. No, no, when it's a... <laughs> Nick, uh, my thing this week is a TV show called Man Seeking Woman. Yeah, hey, I know that show. Yeah, I thought I thought you would for sure take the bait What's on this the bait? of answering my question accurately. I don't understand. What's the right answer? A baby is born? Yeah, a baby is born. Oh. I've seen this TV show. Okay, I know science. Sorry. I'm sorry, Joe. Man Seeking Woman is a comedy series that ran on FX for like three seasons, uh, and I've been catching up on it um, and really enjoying it. Uh, as you know, because you've seen it before, uh, it's about this guy uh, who's named Josh and his best friend, Mike, um, and his sister, Liz. Um, and uh, we, we, we see all of uh, Josh's romantic misadventures, which are played to cartoonish effect in various scenarios. The, the main selling point of the show, especially for the first season or so, um, is, is the, the comedy of the show, um, which, which, you know, is, I think, important. <laughs> uh, you know, in, in, in my opinion, um, there are a lot of sitcoms uh, that, which this is sort of a sitcom, uh, which, which kind of uh, skate by on not actually being that funny. Um, and so how this show works is that every episode has multiple uh, segments or, uh, or skits that form a, a narrative together, like a normal episode of any show. Uh, but this, in this show, every episode uh, wildly changes genre and setting over the course of his runtime. Um, you know, for example, uh, the season one finale, um, which isn't the best episode of the show, but it's a good showcase. Um in that episode, uh, Josh finds out that his ex is getting married, uh, so naturally he goes to the convenience store and buys some time travel pills to change increasingly granular things about his life. Um, and so what that does is it creates a parallel timeline uh, where an evil alien uh, named Trakanon has overtaken the planet and his sister is fighting in a guerrilla resistance army. Um, and I, I, I think that sort of plot line best sums up the appeal of the show um it's you know it's it's funny it's a little crude but also it has a lot of room to to uh flex its storytelling muscles um in just about any way that it wants to and i i i find kind of that creative energy uh really charming um and on top of it the the episodes are i think generally like really really well plotted yeah i mean i i watched it and that's that's funny it's an interesting way to look at it i guess that it's different genres every time i sort of just took it that like it was kind of just like supernatural gags or not supernatural but like exaggerated in a way you know what i mean um but you're kind of right like they do different like there was like the adventuring one and there is i don't know if you've seen that one and the like the mystery ones they do they do kind of do genre mixing which is cool but they sometimes mix within the same episode you know what i mean like i think that's an important factor oh totally often it like changes between ad break yeah and that's kind of that's kind of the good part is also just like whatever whatever like thing is happening whatever genre they're doing applies to the emotional normal situation so it's kind of just like a bit of the emotion more than than, than like the characters just doing it it's not random like it's it's cool in that way because it, it fits perfectly as a joke yeah it's not a a sketch comedy show it's a it's a show that has a lot of intent behind it like the the like you said the 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 genre bending and the the various uh sort of plot lines it takes us through uh are, are designed to like you know communicate something about the characters uh which i think is really fun um so i actually 
on that note, I, I, I'm I'm at the start of, of season three, the last season, um, where you know basically the plot line becomes Josh now has a girlfriend, uh, and these are their misadventures together, um, which I think is really interesting because they don't show us uh, them meeting really. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. They do start off as like a new couple, though, right? And she has like a roommate problem, right? Yeah, the first episode has a cold open where we see them go on their first date. Uh, and then like after the uh, opening credits roll, they've just been in a relationship for an indeterminate amount of time, um, which I think is really interesting. I, w- I was initially kind of resistant to, uh, but then I realized that, well, you know, we've, we've seen Josh fuck up at relationships for two seasons. We don't really need to see him progress through that again for a whole episode and I, I and i also think that by the end of that episode they they've so so well convinced you of these two characters relationship that it almost doesn't even matter yeah that's a it's a weird um it's a weird jump they do and this show occasionally sort of forgets about seemingly important things like um josh at one point i i don't know if you've seen this where he it's like, oh, I'm going to be a computer a video game designer. And he like takes all these classes through it. Yeah. That yeah. just like doesn't come back. Um, so some sometimes the show forgets sort of see, like important things. And I'm not sure. I don't know. Sometimes it feel it does kind of feel like maybe they don't care about it that much. But I mean, that's that's what I would feel about it. I, I know I that you said a different thing, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, so so I don't I don't necessarily know if that's the case of the show forgetting i mean i'm not i'm not done with it obviously but like that that episode does lead into a major arc for the characters it's just unrelated to josh's computer programming adventures yeah that's true but you know what i mean like they 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 seem to build something and then sort of skip over or don't resolve the thing yeah i think they get better about building the characters intentionally and, and on continuing the emotional arcs uh, around like halfway through season two. Yeah. I agree. Um, with that. Where they like, you know, at, for, at, for probably the first 15 episodes of the show, uh, all of the main characters are pretty thin um, and they're kind of just designed to fit their purpose for an episode. Um, and I think around season two, you really start to learn more about uh, Josh in particular, but also his best friend, Mike, um, and how they sort of react to actual different situations, and there starts to be emotional continuity um, between episodes. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that like there was one moment where they did an uh, an episode for the sister, and I was like, oh, this show cares about its characters. Yeah, um, I think they do those about once a season so far, uh, where the show becomes about Liz. Um, and it changes to woman seeking man, uh, which the first time it happens is hilarious. And the second time it happens is also hilarious because of the situation of that particular episode. <laughs> I assume they do it a third time. I think they do. Yeah. And I think there's one about his friend too. Good. I don't remember. Yeah. And they do, they would do ones yeah. for his new girlfriend and the third one too, which obviously. Yeah. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cause there's an episode in the second season that, focuses pretty much entirely on events from from rosa's perspective because she's a new uh love interest that that's introduced in the back half of that season 
so this is called uh, Demon Slayer. Uh, it's the first volume. It's by uh, Koyoharu uh, Gotuge. Um, and so this is a little bit of a first for us. Um, we, we've covered manga on the show before, um, but this is sort of our, our, our first jump into um, uh, the, the, the shonen genre, um, which is the genre that Demon Slayer is. Um, and I, I guess I could give some quick context on that since I think some people might know. And I don't. I don't even know how much you no, know. No, I don't know. Okay. Um, so the, the shonen genre is, um, you know, a category used in Japan um, to clarify, like, I think it means, like, it means, like, 14 boys. Um, so it's a genre that's mainly focused on action, uh, and you've got a target demographic built in. Um, and another big thing to mention is that... Um, you know, shonen books have, have new chapters released pretty much weekly, which is, you know, not how we do it in America. And it's, I, I don't think it's how, you know, that's not, a, that's not, or sorry, that's something that some books do in Japan, but I don't think it's entirely typical over there either. Um, at least from my understanding. Um, so there's a lot more pressure on the production side. Um, you know, other big shonen titles are like Naruto or Dragon Ball Z. Uh, you've read a bit of Naruto, right? Yeah, that's right. I also think like shonen as a, as a genre is like pretty comparable, also to the superhero genre over here, um, in that it's like you know very visible to people who like maybe aren't even that familiar with comics, um, and also it's centered on 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 fighting, um, you know. So so that's that's most of what I know. I think I think Nick, you and I are not the most familiar with this genre um but uh we'll do our best i think yeah that's fair um yeah i got the show recommended by a friend and i figured that you and i could could read it um it was i mean it was definitely definitely a new thing for me even though i have read a little before just to like sit down and and read read one of these is you know something i i don't normally do so it was cool um it's kind of fast i guess that's pretty usual um you know, it like it, it feels less like reading a, a book and more like watching something, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It um I think there's sort of I don't want to generalize about like manga in general, uh, because I think that would be like, you know, basically useless. Uh but uh less of a word count and more just like you're looking at a scene play out. Yeah, it was just interesting because the sort of the drive of the, the pages is it's just it's just different. I mean, I think that that these at least you know Demon Slayer that we're reading is very concerned with you know getting the story across, getting getting what's going on across, and like even if that blatantly like just means like the art's kind of there and the words are clarifying, and you like both are giving you half the information, you just gotta go go go. Like it's it's just like a different different sort of goal from the page, if that makes sense. Um, and I definitely noticed that in the art. But I didn't mind it because it's sort of a different reading experience. Yeah, yeah. I think I don't necessarily agree with all of that, but I think that's definitely, and we can talk about that later, but I, I think that's definitely pretty much true. Um, so I guess I can sort of talk about the premise briefly um, for people who, who don't know. Um, it's about this kid, uh, Tenjiro, uh, who lives in um, you know these, these snowy mountains in Japan. Uh, and, and one day he goes into town to sell some charcoal um, and he comes back to find that his whole family has been murdered by demons 
um, and his, his little sister Nezuko uh, has been transformed into one. He soon finds out that she hasn't turned completely. Um, and so the two of them have to travel uh, through this dangerous world uh, together in order to, uh, you know, hopefully cure her, possibly, um, and for Tanjiro to, to become a, a demon slayer. Um, so that, that's the main thrust of this opening arc. Um, not a lot has happened yet, um, as is, I think, a little standard uh, with this genre, um, just because long runs are kind of built in. It's very straightforward and clear. Um, I thought it was... It, it's funny how this narrative moves uh, a lot through years, but not a lot through the story, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, sorry, you're right. There's there's a whole chapter or two, I think, uh, where like you know basically passes through two years, maybe? Year and a half? Uh, yeah, I think two years, actually. Um, and uh, yeah, that's just kind of crazy to me, but it's... Um, because, I don't know, that's not a thing I feel like would normally happen. Um, in a story I would read, but I thought it was really cool and sort of put weight to everything. I actually really enjoyed it. I was like, whoa, like a year of his life. Like I was a little concerned, um, but, <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was like, it felt fast paced in that way that like a, a bigger portion of his life was being covered than I expected. Um, I think something Gotuge is, is very good at is like giving the proper weight um, to, to different moments, um, especially in the artwork. Um, just like even if the actual narrative or the plot of the moment uh, doesn't have me entirely invested, the way that she actually conveys things happening is I find really engaging. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I guess I agree. I mean, I, it's it's very clear about what, what emotions it's feeling, and it's never sort of shy to show the weight of like, you know, like his family dying at something. At one point he's sort of overcome by grief. This is near the beginning. And he, that, that comes across so well in just the goriness. It's like, it's also, it's also the art. It's not just the, like the, you know, the, the size of the panel or anything. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a, there's a willingness uh, to, to stay with a moment for a long time with which I really appreciate. Yeah, so I, I think for that it's good. I mean, it feels really um, like the beginning of a hero's journey and you sort of see the incoming, you know, by the end of this you see, like, the class bullies maybe and, like, he has, a, like, a wise old teacher with a, <laughs> with a dark past and he has, you know, secret abilities beyond what's been done before. That, that sort of thing is, um, is sort of still being built up, but I thought that it had me really engaged. Like, I just, like, even though... I sort of, you know, could see everything happening. It was just so, like, fast pace and, you know, serious. I get not serious. It like intense. It was so intense a lot of the time that I, I ended up being really like engaged reading it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that um, that's something that sort of shonen stories do often, where like kind of uh, you're 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 reading them. For, for an adrenaline high <laughs> to some extent yeah more so than than our our comics over here so that's it's it's really cool actually yeah just like sort of it's a genre built around cool things happening uh which you know is i i think a a, a fun thing to do <laughs> yeah i thought it was a lot of fun to read um yeah um 
what, what is, I, I think we should talk to about um, sort of the, the art and the, the layouts more, which is, I think, my favorite part of the book, the thing that I find most engaging. So, you know, I, I think we were talking before the show and you found that, uh, or at least in your opinion, you think that she really improves over the course of the book. Um, do you want to elaborate on that? Because I'm, I'm interested. Um, in- yeah, it's always it's always um it's always clear within, you know, three panels. Like I know what's going on because the characters are sort of saying it out loud a lot of the time. That That's kind of the first book for me. It's like the art is sometimes a little unclear. And I was like, what? But the dialogue is always like, well, this is happening. And I was like, oh, so that's okay then. <laughs> like I understand. Um, but by the last chapter where there's, there's lots of action going on um, and like, you know, more characters and more character, you know, things I have to keep straight it's like the panels are very clear I never I never mix anything up I'm never even remotely confused about anything um and that I mean I I just noticed that reading it you know not even I wasn't trying to think about it I was just like wow this is like I'm reading this faster it's way clearer um and I think that's just pretty impressive to improve so much over like six issues or something something you know very quick like that It, it just felt like reading a different level of of author authorship yeah, um, you know, sort of bouncing off of that, this this didn't really hurt my enjoyment too much, but especially early on in in um in action scenes, you get sort of these moments where I feel like we could do with more kind of location establishing panels. Um, because there's a moment I think in the third chapter probably, um, where uh Tanjiro is in a fight, he almost falls off a cliff. Um, and I just had no idea the cliff was there in previous panels. Um, and it's it's not because she doesn't draw backgrounds, because she does. It's just like it was not clear that it, at least to me, it wasn't clear that that was like a, a element of the scene. Um, otherwise, I think that, uh, you know, because I, I, I don't want to focus on that too much because I do really enjoy uh, her work here. Um, I think her... Uh, kind of line work is really strong. She puts a lot of personality into the character designs. Um, you know, there there are little things like how she draws the snow or the like a character crying or, or even like little hand gestures um, that kind of make the characters seem kind of soft, um, even though it is a, a, a pretty violent comic um, on the scale of these things. Like it's, I think for kids, but it's still like, you know, there's some gore. Um. You know, uh, I I think that in general, her action scenes are really cool, um, you know, which as an action book, that's the main selling point. Um, I found that she built suspense in a really great way during these fights. Um, you know, uh, like I said earlier, she has this willingness to focus in on particular beats of a moment or of a fight um, for whole pages to really emphasize the, the, the movements of the characters. Um I think it's really fun. It's a good technique. Um, also, she she just places like the actual page turns of the book so well. Um, you know, she doesn't miss a beat. There are moments where you will genuinely be, uh, I, I think, suspended um, by like, well, what's going to happen on the next page? And I think I think that's good craftsmanship. Uh, yeah, that's cool. No, I think you're right. I hadn't thought of that, but that's that's a really good point. Um... I think there's for me some of the character design is really good. I don't know if you said that exactly. You're talking about line work, um, just like 
they're all, I mean, they're obviously, you know, they're all distinguished, but there's also these like cool mask elements. I actually really, really like those masks. Um, and the way it sort of went beyond the usual style, you know, having, having, having these weird like theater masks, I guess, sort of allows for a little bit of a different feel to a, a you know, humanoid character. Um, so yeah, I thought, I thought especially yeah. the, um, the big nose mask. Oh yeah. That's like a great iconic element yeah. uh, for the, the, I'm like, re I'm really remembering that as red, if that makes <laughs> sense, but I don't think I ever saw it in color. So I, I just, it's cool. I really nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that, I don't know. And uh, I, I, I hope this came across earlier. I'm really enthusiastic about her cartooning. Uh, I think that she has this like great knack for making uh, endearing looking characters and, and like these fun kinetic action sequences that uh, like you said, really improve over the course of the book. Um, and I don't think they start out bad at all. No, I think there's good stakes in the fights. You really feel when someone's losing. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of a random thought, but I threw it out there. Um, yeah, I think it's true. I, well, how do you do that? Even like, what 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 part of her work am I complimenting when I say that? Um, <laughs> I don't know because I feel like the blows to the characters are like really, yeah, but like also, I'm aware. I don't know. I, I thought it was really good. Just I felt that. I, I I think it's I think it's a combination of factors. Like it's the the willingness to build suspense. It's the willingness to like stay in the moment with the characters. I I, I think that like. You know, you're you're absolutely right. Yeah, um, I think I think we should definitely get into reading some more. At first, I wasn't sure, but now talking about it, I think you're right. Yeah, I think that it is, despite my issues with it, which we haven't really talked about. Um, <laughs> it's a very engaging book. <laughs> yeah, wait, and I think that is a real compliment. Like, <laughs> you have issues. Wait, Joe. What are your issues? Um, so you know, now, now that I've I've gotten all my praise out there, and that I really like the the you know cartooning in this book, uh, I think it's excellently conveyed. It's excellently told. Um, I I don't know if that if she's the strongest writer. Um, I think that the 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 characters here are very stock. Um, they're they're. It's like you went to Walmart and you picked up, you know, character A, character B, and character C. Um, you know, the, there's uh, Tanjiro, who's, you know, the good-hearted and clever kid. Um, and that's about all there is to him. He wants to save his sister. Uh, I feel like I've seen this character in so many... Like, I'm not that familiar with this genre, but I feel like I've seen that character in the stories that I've read uh, or watched from Shonen so many times. <laughs> Um, you know, uh, the, the, the first section of the first chapter is very economical and like establishing things about the world in the premise of the book. Uh, so you get a lot of information, but I'm also like, so not attached to his family that dies. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I don't think for all the time it's been selling us on the, the reality of the world and the fight scenes. I don't think I, I know the characters very well at all. Uh, you know, I, I, I am interested in what's going on, but I'm not invested, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Like, the actual characters aren't the things keeping you around. Um, I guess that's yeah. true. I guess that's true, Joe. I hadn't thought of that. Um, I guess because I was just being entertained, I didn't I didn't really worry about it. Um, mm -hmm. 
I, oh, I, I, need, I need to make clear. It's it's very entertaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I just hadn't thought about it, but I guess you're, you're totally right. I mean, usually that's the first thing I think about. Um, I would say that there was one interesting thing about the characters, I, I at least I thought, um, was sort of the, the cruelty of elders, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That was one thing that stood out to me. It's not really a, like, a, a oh, a good character, but it was an interesting sort of character writing moment. Um, did you did you get that sense? Like the you know the the usual in the story, the the elders usually figure them to be a little nicer, but here they're very mean. That's pretty interesting. I I, I didn't I didn't touch on that actually. Well, like the first That's cool. the first lady that that saves him. I mean, she she comes from a loving place, but all she's like, oh, you turned your back on me. You know, this is you're you're a coward. You're never gonna save your sister. Like all this stuff, and then the same with mm-hmm. the, the the guy with the nose. It's just like like only tough love. Um, and I thought that was, I don't know. I don't know if it's um, really telling, but it, it seems telling. Uh, no, I, th- I, I think that's a pretty cool element. Uh, I, I think the book, you know, does a really great job on, on selling you of how like mysterious and hostile the world is. Like there, there are, there's no place of comfort. Like this guy's family dies and like all the old people are mean to him. <laughs> well, it's, it's not just that. It's not just that. I, I also meant like for a character thing, like, I think like, like it, it, it's about sort of, cause he lost his dad, right? Like, and he became the, um, the man of the, the family. Um, and, and he's sort of fighting that demon in, in, you know, mm-hmm. he can't feel warmth from that, I guess. And that's kind of similar to the Odyssey actually. <laughs> cool. You know what I'm saying though, right? Like, like he's a character, yeah, yeah. he feels that way and in the world around him is, you know, like you're saying, like the world around him is hostile, but that's that's because, you know, that's how he feels towards himself. Yeah, I, I think that's um, I think that's a good point. Um, oh, like so, not to get too off track. Um, you mentioned earlier how you know sometimes the characters would just narrate what's happening, um, which yeah. is a tick that I do not like. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Or, or you know, I'm I'm more okay with it when it clarifies something about the cartooning that might be like hard to express, um, you know, that that's like usually showcases like where someone might be insecure about what they drew. Um, I don't know though. It's like, it's effective and it's a more common technique in manga. So like, you know, who am I to judge? Um, I don't like the thing where characters narrate about the qualities of other characters um, to like, tell me how that character is. <laughs> wow she's pretty right wasn't that like that uh like so that's fine um but like you know because that that's telling us about how a character feels about another character but sometimes they're like you know the old man or the rival character uh will come in and be like well tanjiro is kind uh but he doesn't know much about demons um (laughs) and it's just like this is (laughs) self-evident you don't have to tell me this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's true that's that's actually yeah, that's a good that's a be- way better example because it's like totally without purpose um <laughs> like i i think sometimes those come at points at the beginning of the chapter where like you know it's like that thing in all that you they used to do in in western comics oh, I think uh, where they, oh um like you know if you pick up an old comic i'm specifically thinking of like an old x-men comic because those are most of the the like 80s uh, 70s stuff that I've read um, you know the 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 superhero characters will tell you about 
you know, they'll narrate to themselves about what immediately happened in the last issue, and they'll probably also, like, catch up the reader on what the character's powers are. Um, just so, like, if a new reader is coming in, um, then they they can know um, and not just be confused by what's happening. And I think that's some of what's happening here. Uh, like, you know, the characters narrate um, and say, well, last time, in case you didn't read the last chapter. Um, and so it's a vaguely subtle way of doing that. But also, I, I just wish they did a recap page instead. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's kind of annoying, especially because it's like, you know, 10 minutes of reading. Because every 10 minutes of of reading, you get a get another exposition-y thing. Yeah. It happens usually at the beginning of, like, books and stuff, right? Like, books in a series. That's what I'm thinking mm-hmm. of. Because that's where it's really evident, because, like, you had a normal book before, and now it's exposition-y again. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it, it it takes away from like the the realism of the characters to just kind of catch the audience up, which irritates me. But also, oh, yeah, I, I happens, do understand why. Happens it's there. sometimes after like ad breaks too. You know what I'm talking about? Like on sitcoms mm-hmm. and stuff, they're like, like they're like, oh, you 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 took the baby away, and then you know after the break, they're like, I can't believe you took the baby away. <laughs> yeah, like, or like the old done. like cap <laughs> the old like captain's log thing on Star Trek. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so so, all this to say, I absolutely understand why it's there, but it also bothers me, and I think that you could have done this better. Okay, I agree then. I I agree with that. Um, yeah, because that's you're right. You could just do a, a quick previously on, and you're done. Yeah, and it doesn't interrupt. The thing. Um, I do have some things that I, I I like about the writing and the world building. I don't want to be exclusively negative. Oh yeah, um, go ahead. Yeah, uh, you know, for one thing, uh, it's it's kind of structured in a generic way, but it works. Like it's it's you know, like you said, it it is a version of the hero's journey. Uh, he goes off to do the thing. Uh, what quests will he go on? That's fun, you know. Um, also, something that works for me most of the time is like the 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 comedy of the book, which I find interesting because normally I, I don't think comedy translates well at all between different cultures and especially languages. Um, but I, I, I got a chuckle out of a lot of the jokes here. Like there's, um, there are like some genuinely goofy faces or situations that I think really work. Um, like, uh, <laughs> you know, in, in, I think the second chapter, he's like, huh, I need to hide my sister. I wonder if she'll, uh, fit in my basket. <laughs> and it's like, uh, <laughs> you know, what is the logic of this kid? <laughs> I find that <laughs> very funny. Yeah, that's true. I was thinking of another one where he's like, He's like dreaming of his sister right after like he's he's you know gonna save her now, and she's like a flashback. She's like oh, I, or he's, he's like oh I like this kimono. I don't need to get another one, you know, for the kids. Or was it his mom? Do you remember? Do you know you know what I'm talking about, right? Um, I know what you're talking about. I think that's his sister. Okay, it's his sister, and she's like oh I don't need a new you know dress because, you know, I'd rather get get um food for the younger kids. And then he's carrying her her like you know comatose body, and he's like oh. I'm going to save her. I'm going to save her and then I'm going to get her a dress. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, oh, I think that was meant to be taken seriously. Oh, really? That was my take on that scene. Oh, I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> Uh-oh. Why? It's kind of like, oh, no. <laughs> kind of like, I'm going to get her, you know, he's like, I'm going to save my sister and then I'm going to get her a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> I mean, so so I think that's the problem with um what I was talking about earlier, where I don't think they get us sufficiently attached to the characters before things start happening to them. Is you know, if we had more time with uh, uh Tenjiro and Nezuko at the beginning, then maybe we could have had that kimono scene. And we don't just like learn about her retroactively, you know, and then it wouldn't have come off as like as much of a joke to you. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I mean, I just misread that. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> that was a comedic <laughs> moment. I'm so embarrassed. Um. So, the, so there is like, what's another scene I found that was funny. Um, The part where he's doing like his, his, you know, generic training montage, um, in the beginning, the, the old man sort of tells him, uh, yeah, that was actually not the mountain you need to climb. You need to climb another mountain. And he just makes this goofy face. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Let me see if I can find that face. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember other times I laughed, but I'm sure I did. Yeah, those were the main two for me. Um, you know, I, I also think that there are some pretty like gnarly moments uh, where the series kind of leans into body horror. Um, you know, like there's this one creature at the end that's uh, made exclusively of like arms and hands, yeah. uh, which I thought was pretty cool and is like a, a neat thing to incorporate into the art direction of this comic. Yeah, because so far I didn't have that many sort of unique creatures or locations, I would say. Yeah, like the demons we had seen into that point were just sort of slightly corrupted humans exactly yeah yeah or like there's that one there's that one demon that has like you know its arms are like growing out of its head that's pretty neat <laughs> that's true that's true that was a comedic moment that was that. funny oh yeah <laughs> what else did i like uh we learn like near the end of one of these chapters uh that it like takes place in the real world 1920s um, because we learn it's during like the, the Taisho dynasty, which is kind of crazy because I, up until that point, I was just sort of expecting that it took place in like some sort of fantasy world. Yeah. And like, obviously fictional, but you know, it's fun to, to ground the story like that. I think that's cool. Yeah, you're right. That's a, I hadn't thought of that at all, but that's, that, that's cool, uh, to think about. It's more like a Harry Potter in that sense. Um, yeah, kind of like. You know, here's the, the, the secret world that we're yeah. revealing. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Should we um, go on to our special time? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, to sum up about Demon Slayer, uh, I'm, I'm interested in meeting in like reading more. Um, you know, I, 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 I like a lot of the pieces. Uh, I, I love the cartooning. Uh, right now feels a bit formulaic and shallow. Uh, I'm hoping that improves. Uh, Nick, as we do every week, naturally, because what else would we talk about every week? Uh, we're going to talk about uh, this new show that came out, WandaVision, which, you know, as podcasters, we must talk about. Yes, I am excited. I was excited when it was coming out and all that. Um, what did you think? I know you were more of a skeptic. Yeah, I think we're at a crossroads here. Uh, you really like the show. Uh, I'm hot and cold uh let's hash it out i i don't know i was 
excited for the show, but I, I, I'm all at the same time wasn't expecting much from it. I, it's similar to Mandalorian for me, which is also on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. where I sort of just wanted to watch it no matter what. Um, and you know, this show kind of surprised me because I, I mean, I was a little bit uh, looking at the extra stuff, but I, I, I didn't really remember any of the trailers. Um, it, it's sort of like a cold open for two episodes in my mind, where it's just like, it's just like a sitcom parody. And that's what it is. It's a sitcom parody with two Avengers characters um, and yeah. like old sitcoms. Uh, and, you know, I guess, you know, in some sense, it's just sort of like a like a simulation. Like that's my guess after two episodes. But like it's still like a long, you know, long, long road to go down, I guess, where. Yeah, it's very much a show that's playing a long game. Uh, yeah. But that being said, I actually genuinely enjoyed just like the little like situational comedy um crossover with like parody with my favorite my favorite superheroes um i thought that it was oh scarlet scarlet witch and vision are your favorites of course and i i genuinely enjoyed some of that just like lower lower bar humor and like really wacky the situations and references and stuff i i thought it was actually fun once i i mean because i wasn't that invested in what the show is going to be so i was just like genuinely surprised and I just, I was like, all right, guess I'm watching a sitcom now. And I had a good time, you know? Yeah, fair. I think um, that that's interesting because I, I didn't like necessarily have like high hopes or whatever for the show, but I, I, I had seen all the trailers and they were pretty fresh in my mind going in. Uh, so I, I, I sort of knew pretty well what it was going to be. Um, and I, I, I kind of modulated my expectations because of that. And so I think I, I, I would have had a better experience if I were surprised like you, but instead I was sort of just waiting for them to get to the bit. And for the first two episodes, they don't really get to the bit. Mm. Uh, you had to, you had to, you had to enjoy what was present, not what you thought should be present. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have like genuine frustrations with it because like, I think if the show were slightly better then I wouldn't have that problem at all. Uh, like I think, you know, I do like what it's going for, um, but I wish it were kind of better about establishing these characters because, like, Scarlet Witch and Vision, not characters we really know at all from the movies. Um, like, those versions are, are super not there. Um, and I, I think what this show has a chance to do and probably will do in future episodes, I think a lot of my problems are going to be undone by future episodes. Uh but you know we can we should be really establishing these characters and right now i don't really know anything more about them besides that they love each other which like you know we already knew um yeah i actually think that's fair um i don't think that we have a lot more solid information on them i do feel more connected to them just because it's such a charming setting right it is sort of just like well they're happy but i'm so you know, blown away. I'm so I'm so charmed by their their happiness that I'm like, why would I, I want them to be happy? It's sort of like if I saw a kitten on the street, you know, <laughs> like like I don't know. It's just like the situation it's in mm-hmm. because it's cute. It's like a cute, and they live in a sitcom, and they don't have to go back to the the dirty, dirty, explosive Marvel world. You know what I mean? I always think about sure. that when I read comics and stuff. I'm like, it would suck to live in this world with superheroes because everything's always going wrong. Um, 
Like I feel like I feel you're like, you're on the you're on the big train of like why would people live in Gotham City? Everything bad happens in Gotham City. Everything bad happens in Gotham City. But everywhere, <laughs> everywhere it happens in superhero worlds because all the stories are taking place in one. You know what I'm saying? It's chaotic. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here they can be in love, and I'm invested in that. I, I said that five times in the weirdest way possible. Go ahead. <laughs> sure. Um, that's interesting because I think I sort of had the opposite thing. Um, not that I don't like the sitcom segments. I, I, I think they maybe for me outstay their welcome, but they might also like circle back around to being entertaining again. Uh, but I really like like the the brief moments of horror that we get once or twice an episode here. Um, like I, I think that stuff is so cool um, in the way it sort of engages with the cinematography. It's really interesting. Um, and it's kind of like the most aesthetically interesting that the MCU stuff has ever been. Yeah, it's trying something new, which is good for me. That's kind of the only reason I'm watching it. Um, I don't know. I, I thought, I think I, I think that I just, I just liked it more. Maybe because I just wanted to like it more. You know what I mean, Joe? Um, like sure. I was, I was like, like literally, I can't say this. Not, like I was like genuinely invested in their, in their, in their, in their silly lives. Like I was like, oh no, they're going to embarrass themselves at the party. Like I was very concerned. Like, <laughs> I, like if it was this for the whole time, that would be cool with me. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I've, I've, I've sort of felt kind of broken uh, because everybody likes this show. I've, I've only seen like compliments. Um, I mean, I think Joe, it's just like, like it's a good, what we've watched right now is like, two like you know good sitcom episodes from from the 60s like that's and if you don't like that then like or if that's not what you're expecting then i think that's totally fair and i i totally understand it i think that's just like oh no so i i i don't want it to be a regular marvel thing uh i think that would be like probably more boring uh you know what i want is for them to lean into the sitcom stuff more what like just because like <laughs> let me see if i can make this make sense um i think that you know every good sitcom not only kind of makes you laugh but it also connects you to the characters in a real way um and sort of you become oh, invested sorry. yeah yeah in whatever like kind of minute thing that they're doing that episode yeah and i think you know for you that worked and for me i couldn't get connected for whatever reason i thought that you were worried about not usual stuff like that you wanted to get into the horror things that were going to come to, you know? Okay. So I, I do, but only because I'm not currently enjoying the sitcom okay, stuff. So I see what you're saying. You would enjoy the sitcom if it was a good sitcom. Yeah. I thought your problem was that it's sick. Okay. Fair enough. That's interesting. I would, I guess what I want is for them to either like, you know, be more e economical in getting through the horror stuff because I'm interested by that or make the sitcom elements better. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I can't really argue with that. I, I just thought it was like kind of funny, but I understand it like super mm -hmm. corny and not much character stuff actually happens. It's like very shallow character stuff in a way. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess my main complaint is that like most of the jokes are not based on their characters. They're based on their powers. Yeah. They're based on like, yeah. oh, Wanda, Wanda does magic, Vision's a robot. Yeah. And like those are two of the things that we know about them and I would like to know more about them. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um. Well, yeah, maybe next week. I think that I think that by the end of it, you'll be enjoying it as well. 
Oh, I, I, I think so too. Like, I, I think, I think that whenever the mystery sort of gets going and whenever we can fully evaluate this show, I probably will enjoy it more than I'm currently enjoying it. I'm, I'm expecting to like it more. Cool. Yeah. All right, Joe. Do you want some words of wisdom? Uh, I would very much like that. All right. This is from the 14th Dalai Lama. The goal is not to be better than the other man, but your previous self. Uh, thank you for listening to Out of Our Heads, a comics and pop culture podcast from the minds of Joe Bordner and Nick Protopapis. You can contact us at outofourheadspod at gmail.com, where you can send us letters or tell us about books that you want covered on the show. Uh, my handle online is at joeb underscore draws. Um, and you can buy my comic, Aeronaut, on my Gumroad page, which is linked in the description. Uh, as always, Nick has nothing remote except for wisdom. Uh, we'll be back next week. In the meantime, you can rate and review us on iTunes. It would help us out. Stay safe and see you next time.